For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. Hello, this is Dauber. And this is Cammy. We're from Oceans of Slumber. And you're listening to MSR Cast. This is James Avera from Hellstar and Sabbath Judas Sabbath! Rock out with your geek out! Welcome, my friends, to episode number 285 of MSR Cast, your heavy metal podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with Sean the Metal Pigeon. How are you, man? I'm I'm good. Good. Yeah. It's uh feels like we, it's been a while. Uh I've had some life events happening, I guess, uh with on vacation for a week and then, you know, other things happening in life. One of them I would like to talk about on this show, which is not very metal, but it's pretty fucking metal. You want to talk about it now? Do you want to? We can. Uh, it's up to you. So, uh sound very eager. You are eager. Uh so we went on a, a friend cruise like the week before last and like that weekend that we got back, I was all nervous that I was going to catch something, get sick or get COVID or get something. So that Saturday was Days of the Dead Festival here in Houston, um, which this is a funny story. The guy that runs that show is a guy named Bill Philput, right? And they do shows all around the country. This is the first Houston show. And I think they're going to, they already said they're coming back, but I've known Bill for like, 25 years way back in the day i used to do tape trading right um like bootleg concerts and stuff like that and uh i I friend we became friends somehow and for some reason i was recording all the drew carey show episodes on the on the videotape and (laughs) i made copies for him and he sent me uh i still have these tapes uh unused footage because he was the guy that shot all the footage for those first pantera home videos uh of footage from unused footage from those movies so it was pretty cool uh and we just we i ran into him at the show and we just reminisced about that she's like holy crap we've known each other that that long that was like i don't know 26 years ago or something like that it's been a long time wow yeah but uh, yeah, he runs that show and uh a lot of horror stuff which you know I'm not the biggest horror guy um you know, I'm not the biggest horror guy, but for some reason or another, they brought Mickey Dolenz from the Monkees to this convention. I know why. If you remember Rob Zombie's Halloween remake, yeah. the first one, Mickey w- uh, owned the gun shop that they went to in the movie. Fine. So, so he was in the movie? He was in the movie, yeah. Wow. Um, I've met him back in the 90s. It was very quick. I went to a Monkees convention. Yes, I'm that big of a fucking nerd in California. Uh, met him very, very briefly. Um, that artwork that I have in my my living room, right above the couch, you know, is like a, sort of like a cosmic, like thing. You know, looks like an egg yolk, but it's like very cosmic looking thing. Yeah, that was done by him. That's cool. Uh, but I was so fucking nervous to meet him again. So I decided a couple days beforehand because when I met Nez. Uh, like in 2018, I thought about getting his name tattooed on me, right? Getting him to sign it and then getting autographed. Then I decided against it. And then I was like, oh, maybe next time he died shortly after there, you know, a couple years later. Yeah. So you never know. These guys are getting old, you know, they're, he's pushing 80. So I thought about, it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So I got 
four different autographs from him. Uh, we did the the pro photo op, me and my wife, which was really it's interesting how they do. I've only done a couple of pro photos before. They're very quick, but I got him to sign that printout. I got him to sign uh, an eight by ten of the Tick cartoon because uh, it was already signed by the the actor who played the Tick, and then I got him to sign that Joe Eisma piece where I got uh, the commission where all four of the monkeys were in black metal makeup. Yeah, I already had Nesma sign that, and then I got him to sign my arm. And three hours later, it was tattooed on my arm. It's pretty good. It was cool. It's pretty good. He was very nice. I know. I knew his handler from uh, different online stuff, but uh, it was weird. We went and met our friend that one was us at, in the ho- the lobby bar, right? And uh, same place I'm now. It was the same convention that they I went to in August the the horror Houston Horror Film Festival, where I was where James was just like buying me drinks left and right. James Rivera. Yeah, it was weird, but. Well, I went to go hang out with him. He's like, look, look who's at the bar. And Mickey fucking Dolans was just hanging out at the bar drinking. <laughs> I'm like, they're like, go talk to him. I'm like, no, I had my moment. I had my, I don't want to go bug him while he's like trying to yeah, have off time. You know, you know what I mean? Right. I don't, I wouldn't want that. So yeah, I, I, it was weird being that close to him in a bar, you know what I mean? But another interesting thing about that bar is, it's where I had my bar mitzvah back in 1987. Wow. Yeah. Same hotel. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Full circle, man. It was weird. It's weird, right? Yeah. But yeah, it was a it was a good day. Uh we went uh we went to go play some pool after our tattoos. My my buddy got his, his very first tattoo as well. Uh we went to a bar, had a couple of drinks and played some pool and then took him out to dinner. It was a good day. Yeah, cool. Uh there was a lot of uh, other great uh you know, celebrities there. Um Bill Mosley was there from, you know, the, the Rob Zombie. Uh, I don't remember what they're calling. They call those movies something, but like, you know, House of a Sal the Corpses and all those movies. Yeah. Um, Jenna Jameson was at the table next to uh, Mickey Dolan's, which is weird. <laughs> uh, uh, the girl from uh, Evil Dead Rise, Alyssa Sutherland. Yeah. You know, our mutual friend Jason. Yeah. Um, I saw him there. And Trucker Matt went there and, and he got a yep. picture with her. And, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, her agent is a good friend of ours that we know from the scene, oh, from, the, cool. from the convention scene. Yeah, but yeah, I ran into Jason and and Matt, but um, it was a good time all, overall. You know, um, you you've never been to a convention like that, have you? No, you need to, man. No, that's yeah. Come to Comic Palooza next year. Just get one maybe, day off. Maybe and, if it was like a metal convention, that would be something I'd right. be interested in. You know, you know, it's weird. I was on the we went on a Royal Caribbean cruise with our friends. It, they planned it. We just sort of joined along, but we were sitting in the um, ice skating rink area. We were about to watch the show, and I was like, "Oh no, no, we're actually not watching the show." They converted that area it, one one of the days on the on the ship to uh, laser tag. They put like this wood flat. Uh, uh, like flooring down to cover the ice. They put like this inflatable like maze in there and it was like, it turned into laser tag, which was really fun. Yeah. And I was talking to her while we're waiting for our turn. We're sitting in there and I'm like, you know, I was telling about 70 K and 70,000 tons of metal. I would sound like, I really want to go on that. And, uh, this is one of the rooms they convert into like a, into, I was wondering how they did it, but they put that floor down. They converted, uh, put a stage in there and it's one of the, uh, the, you know, the stages for the fest. On the on that ship, yeah. There's like three stages they put on the ship. Huh. Uh, one's in they call it Studio B, which is the the ice skating rink. 
because um, most of the Carn- oh, the Royal Caribbean ships are the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they do one of the the bigger one of the bigger stages is the the big theater stage where they do all their productions. And then they put a stage on the Lido deck out uh, by the pool. They cover the pool up. Uh, they put a big stage out there, but they leave the, uh, the hot tubs open, which is sort of fun. I've always wanted to see a band, a heavy metal band, while hanging out in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you get that experience anywhere else, you no, know? No, probably not, no. But, uh, you know, I've been talking to our good friend over the Metal Exchange, and uh, we're going be, to be doing uh, an episode with him last, next week, not to spoil anything, but uh, listen to an upcoming episode for that. But, uh, they, you know, they go, uh, I know they've gone on 70K a lot, and they've been trying to convince me to go, and it's like, it's a perfect combination, because I love cruising, I love heavy metal, I don't want to go to a huge metal festival, because you're just stuck there, you know what I mean? Right. You go on a cruise, you're done for the day, or want to go take a nap, you just fucking go to your room. It's not that far. Right. That's a big uh, selling point for me, too, you know? Yeah. Would would you do something like that? It's it, it's it's something I, I'll cons- I'm definitely going to consider. Yeah? Um, yeah. We should we should go one year. We could all pitch in, get a room, um, you know, because they have the rooms, like, they have a big, you know, put two twin beds, and they have, like, folding out fold out beds from the ceiling that come down. Right. Um, we could all fit in there. I mean, it's not going to be super comfortable, but we can all at least crash. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You got free food. You got uh, drinks on board. I mean, why not? It could be fun. Yeah. Let's do it. We'll do a, we'll do, we'll do an MSR cast live <laughs> from, from the 70 K. Oh, I mean, I think we'd have to, if we did that. Yeah, we would have to. Right. Um, so what have you been up to? Uh, I mean, just listening to new music. Yeah. Um, you know, again, listening to old music too. Um, going back and just sort of whatever whim I have, like, oh, I haven't listened to this in a long time. Sure. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's been certain, there's been new stuff that's impressed me. We'll talk about tonight. Yes. I have a, besides what we're playing, I have a little bit of list of stuff that I have been jamming recently. Yeah. I've been trying to catch up with a lot of the newer music, but it's been, it's been, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. There's a lot of stuff that, yeah, there's stuff that's come out that I unfortunately just haven't been that impressed with. So mm, it's maybe been, we, we can, we talk about that? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, let's talk about that. Yeah. The, the very, uh, what's the name of that YouTube show we were just talk, what, talking about? Um, good musical morning. Let's oh, talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later when we talk about what we have been listening to. Because I want to hear what uh, has not impressed you. Because I have a few too, you know? Yeah. But why don't we get into our first band of the evening? Okay. Uh, this was a a band introduced to me by Maurice in our metal chat, uh, our good friend uh, from Hasserot. And um, he, I hadn't heard of these guys, but the band is called Dead Talks, right? And the comment he made, he's like, oh, it features a vocalist from Amorphous on guitar. I'm like, oh, wait, what? So uh, Tommy Joutson plays guitar in this band, right? And I, I, I did a little bit of research. Um, I got to pull this up here. Um, they're a Finnish band. Um, m- all the members they used to be in a band together called Corpse Molester Cult, right? Even <laughs> even Tommy was in that band. Okay. Um, so this is our new project. It's uh, it's very it's very interesting for a Finnish band. Um, it's like if you crossed the Gothenburg 
that that guitar tone so fucking sick on this album and mixed it with like bloodbath type of like melodies and stuff like that oh okay it's really good i really fucking like this album uh the album is called veneration of the dead uh let's get into a track it's going to be called death charioteer so that's a hard word to say charioteer charioteer no i think yeah charioteer yeah okay all right, well, here is Dead Talks, and uh, once they're done talking, we'll be right back.
welcome back. You were just listening to New Mercenary. What? I know, right? <laughs> what? New Mercenary album, soundtrack for the end times. I am one of those people I, who I just kind of thought this band had called it quits. Like, what was it? What was their last album? Like 2011 or something like that or whatever yeah. it was. Let's see. Um, uh, last album A long was time ago. 2013, yeah. Yeah. So 10 so. years ago. Damn, like that's cool. Like, and and it sounds good too. And yeah, yeah. I I I really liked Mercenary back in the day. Like, Eleven Dreams and yes. like Hours That Remain. Those are great albums. First Breath. Yeah. Very uh, comparative to uh, what Nevermore was doing. Very progressive. Yeah. Uh, this album seems to be a little bit more, um, a little bit more symphonic in nature. But like, it's not like they weren't doing that before, too. You know. Yeah. It's just the new, it's the new style, as the Beastie Boys would say. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'm at the, I'm, I added it to my playlist just now. I'm going to have to listen to that going home. Did you know it was out? No, I had no idea they even came back. September 22nd, it came back. You came know, out. and the thing is like this, Mer- New Mercenary, and then just, you know, Tommy Johnson playing this other band. Yeah. There's so much stuff that, that just gets lost in the information noise now. Yeah. Like I consider myself to be relatively plugged in, and yet we're missing stuff like this that should be obvious. Like, sure, I kind of miss the days when things were simple, and it wasn't like you had seventy thousand things coming at you. Anyway, I said, oh, it's, it's "Sorry, a, dude, I'll get off point, your lawn." A pointless, <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me help you down off that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that platform there. It's just it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> no, I it is. There's a lot. There is a real a real and, lot. And because I follow all these guys on on like all these social media platforms, and yet somehow I'm missing all this stuff. You know, let's use this time to uh, talk about some of these other releases that we've been discussing and talking about. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll let you start because I, I did an episode of Metal Geeks last night, which will be coming out before this episode, and I spent a lot of time on that talking about some of the new releases that I've been listening to. So, um, so I mean, apart from the stuff we playing tonight, I, I was listening to the new Stephen Wilson album. Honestly, it's kind of, it's hard for me to get into that album. It's kind of, yeah, I've heard, I haven't heard it a yet. little bit. It's, it's some parts are a little boring, but you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I somehow I think that there's never going to be a Stephen Wilson album that's going to enthrall me as much as, Hand cannot erase sure. did. That's like the pinnacle right there, man. And uh I, I have been listening to the new KK's Priest. I don't agree with people saying that like oh it's the best thing that Ripper's been on. It's, it's not. Because uh, I, I listen to it too. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. It's and I I mean it sounds great, the riffing is great, but the songwriting it's is just not felt I got bored. It got bored, yeah, exactly. Um but it's not a bad thing, it's not a bad album, it's just I don't know. There's, it's like something you're like, oh, I have to like this. I'm like, no, you don't. The other thing was the the new Primordial album. I I, I wanted to like it. A lot I haven't more. heard it yet. Actually, it's still on my 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 listening list. It's not it's not bad, but it's it just sounds like a Primordial album. There's nothing. I don't know what I. Sometimes you just listen to it and you're like, yeah, that sounds like what I expected it to sound like. And you know, the same thing today when you know we were talking. You messaged me earlier and told me about the. Um, the Iron Savior record, and I'd heard so many good things up leading up to it today. People going like, "Oh, new Iron Savior is really, really surprising." Um, it's a good Iron Savior album that sounds exactly like you'd expect an Iron Savior album to sound like. And there were a couple songs where I was like, "Ah, oh, that's pretty good." 
There's a song in the end where he was talking about about his kid growing up, and I'm like, oh, that's. I'll have to listen. To I was that listening one to again. that. I was, I was listening to that tonight on the at the gym before we recorded on the elliptical, on the on the treadmill. I'm sorry. And that song came on. I'm like, oh, this is uh, throwing me off a little bit. What's going on here? I don't know why, but for some reason, like Iron Savior albums recently have just not really done it for me. It's been a long time since I've, I've had an album of theirs where I can be like, that's a really good yeah. record. And it's just, I think what it is is like their riffs are so good. You know, the I mean, the solos are really cool, and it's just something about the way they compose lyrics. Yeah, it's it's like you guys are too wordy, or it's too much. You're trying to do too much, and you're emphasizing the wrong syllables. And I don't know, it's something about that that really uh, doesn't work for me. Um, let's see, what it's rubbing else? you the wrong way. Um, I do like this band. I think maybe Christian told us about called Air Raid. No, I haven't heard them yet. He was, I think, someone had. It was probably Christian. Um, it was like it's really old school kind of sounding, just you know, classic heavy metal, and it was it was really good. And um, I enjoy listening to that a lot. Uh, really cool song in there called Thunderblood, which was just such a stupid lyric song, but it's so good. <laughs> so Air Raid. I haven't heard this yet. I have to check it out. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, uh, the new Tomb Mold album, I have listened yeah. to it because all the hype around Tomb Mold and stuff. I like it. Um, I don't like it as much as their other stuff, but, you know, it's good. It was good for when I listened to it. I just don't remember anything from it. Whereas the previous stuff I thought had more memorability there, to let's, it. Let's talk about that too, Mold, because there was this article. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that came out. They're like, <laughs> they're not metal. They're not wearing metal coat. They're playing. They're they're wearing what the fuck they want to wear. Now, so here's the thing. It was a tweet by this guy I follow on Twitter. Yeah. Who I followed for years named Burning Ambulance. And he basically just said, like, look, you know, if you're going to be on the cover of Decibel, why don't you try a little bit instead of just showing up in the things you were wearing, you know, like, but I don't, I don't agree with that. I want, no, it's a, it's, it's a ridiculous thing to say. They're being true to themselves. Like, like when Anthrax did that in the eighties, fucking wearing like uh, board shorts and like t-shirts. Yeah. People said the same shit. Like, why don't you like dressing like Metallica? Right. That's it, not them. Well, it's, they're dressing who they want to be. I see. Here's the thing. I understand what he's tr- what he was trying to say. Yeah. But the blame doesn't go on the band. That's who they are. That, that's who yeah. those guys are. The blame goes on the art director of the magazine sure. for not having a more interesting cover because it's just them <laughs> yeah. against a pink backdrop. And so, like, I understand what the what the dude's saying, but dude, that's not the band's fault. They just showed up for a photo shoot. It's the art director's fault. Whoever is in but charge of the in magazine. that issue. Uh, insect warfare became in the hall hall of fame whatever they call it yeah the decibel hall of fame so that that makes it worthwhile <laughs> yeah that's cool what sucked about that whole situation the two mold controversy thing yeah. was that he he had he like used a picture of Ackercock right um, as like a that. comparison and then no. they, and like poor Ackercock is catching all these stray criticisms right. coming their way it's like what you guys like that's a good band they were that's a good their band stick the, though yeah. dressing up like you know 1700 like baroque band or whatever they're dressing up as you know their uh, whole thing was like we're, you know in the 90s every every death metal band looked the same yeah they're, it's t- shirts and t-shirt and, and shorts and yep. t-shirts and whatever and it's like you were gonna go do the opposite so it worked for back then i don't think they still do that anymore but flesh god apocalypse took over that role <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, it was just a, such a silly con. Yeah. I read so much about it because every day I'd see it on my timeline on Twitter and be like, 
Oh God, you guys are still talking about slow this? news day. Apparently, yeah. you know that's what it was. It's 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 a non it's a non issue. Yeah, it's, it's a, stupid. It's a stupid thing to criticize a band for, but I, I I get what he was kind of trying to say. What else is on your list that we uh, would like to discuss? Um, I you know like. So here's the thing. I did discover something that I really did like, um, and it, I think I kind of have um, random uh, episode of Metal Exchange to thank for it. Yeah, because I had been going back and listening to old episodes, and at one point Chris mentioned this band called Skyblazer. Yes, and I yes. was like, oh, and I did we talk about this last time? We didn't, right? No, we haven't talked okay, about it. But this band Sky, it's just a one man guy. Uh, it's a one man band. This power metal guy from Sweden named, I think his name is Johannes Skyblazer, or <laughs> that's like his, you know, stage name or whatever. Not a bad name. And I and I I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I dug into this guy, and his main influence is freaking Power Quest and like Freedom Call and stuff. And I was like, oh, awesome! So I checked him out. And I, I, the album he put out this year is really cool. It's really fun. But the EP that he put out in 2021 that I totally slept on is so good. And there's, and it's so it's so charmingly clunky. It's just a one man operation. But I love everything about it. And so that that's been something like a a, a gem I've discovered recently. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Um, Infinity's Wings is the new album, huh? Yeah. Well, you know what's cool about that album cover on Infinity's Wings. Reminds me of it's, a bad uh, Hammerfall album cover. Well, it's a it's a tribute to the first uh, Power Quest album cover called Wings Wings of um, Okay of Forever. Wow, where it's like you had that one figure in the sky. I think it's so cool. I actually love that cover art because I think it's it's like charmingly retro. It's like it takes me back to two thousand two. There was a video game in nineteen ninety four for Super Nintendo called Skyblazer as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's it's got to be all related, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I there's a couple albums I want to talk about. Um, I'm really digging the new Alkaloid album, which just sounds like something you would take for like a throat lozenge or something like that. Yeah. Um, if you like, you know, very um, bassy bass lines, <laughs> uh, very cynicky, you know, that type of style, but uh, a lot of heaviness to them too. I really like that new Alkaloid. Uh, Clusterfuck is a great track. Um, I know we talked about Astroborn. Um, I've been digging the new Fen, even though it's more black metal than their last couple of releases. You know, it's more blackened. Um, the new Godstream is so fucking good. Uh, I'm so much digging that album. The new Grand Cadaver. Um, Michael Stane is like fucking busy as a motherfucker. It's another project from him, you know. Uh, horrendous. Really, I, I know we played that before, and I'm still really digging that. Uh, the there's a band, the guy named Dino Jelusic, right? Uh, he was in, he's been in the touring uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra and some other stuff like that. But he has like a really soulful, powerful AOR voice, hmm. and this new album's really fucking great. Um, really catchy stuff. Um, not super poppy, but but uh, sort of heavy still. It's pretty good. Uh, this band that I discovered through a promo called Jord, uh, it's, it's very, very interesting black metal, uh, progressive, very, uh, very riffy. Um, one of the, the second track starts off with this really cool drum, uh, like a lo-fi drum 
that sort of like it just and it just builds into like this this crescendo and it just explodes. It's a really cool sounding. Uh, we're gonna talk about No Spun later. Uh, Shade Empire, really good. Uh, I I I need to listen to that more. It's yeah. First time I listened to it, I was I I don't know what I it's, guess you I know it's melodic death metal, but with a lot of uh, other elements thrown into it. Yeah. Um, I know that could turn some people off, but yeah. um, the uh, the slow fall band that we played on last episode. Uh, there's a new Stream of Passion EP that's really good, and uh, Sorcerer. I have the promo for the brand new Sorcerer album. Which will probably play something on an upcoming episode, but it's really fucking great. It's uh, very if you like, you know, like that slow doomy candle mass stuff. Yeah, oh, they're 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 masters of it, man. I'll tell you. But uh, I'm going to throw a little. Uh, we're going to throw uh, an audible. Oh, did I use that word correctly? Yeah, sports guy. Um, we're going to replace Shade Empire with a different band, and we're going to get to that later. I forgot uh, this this band called The Crawling. It's so fucking good. And so the there's there's this one track that just I cannot stop listening to. But before we get to that, we're gonna talk about this other Death Doom band that I've been uh, jamming. They the band is called Dark the Suns, and new album just came out. They've had a couple previous albums before. Um, that I believe they're are they finished too? Yeah, I guess they are finished too. <laughs> All good bands come from Finland. That's just like the answer right there, right? Um, they're melodic deaths, a lot of gothic elements into the band. Uh, their brand new album is called Raven and the Night Sky. Ooh, uh, very interesting, cool cover. It's very um, about it's like a little girl in the in the forest and the the night sort of coming at her. It's really cool looking. Um, very different for a band of this genre. Um, but I really like these guys. Um, uh, female vocals. She plays bass and keyboards as well. Uh, then a harsh, you know, vocalist as well. Um, let's just go, get, go ahead and get into it. I don't know you haven't heard this yet, so I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Uh, this is the song Raven from dark to sun. This is from the album called Raven and the night sky.
that was a long walk to try to catch up with all those damn titans. Very good. Yeah. Gods of the Pantheon, Olympian Dystopia. Yeah. Uh, it's like playing a. It's like the soundtrack to an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, it's it's the it's the, the Greek Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> <laughs> new. Speaking of a new game come out this week, new uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, it looks it looks so good. I, I picked it up, of course. I saw some footage. I for installed it, it, but I haven't played it. It's uh, it goes back to the roots. Yep. So it's like old school fucking no hundred hour gameplay, just just fucking yeah. no RPG elements. Supposedly which, like a lot more like focus on stealth again. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Which apparently, like, like I mean, because I was playing a little bit of the Egypt one, I haven't played that much of it, but there's like no stealthing at all. Cause no. I guess there's no reason to, but because it's RP, all the RPG elements are leveling elements, up yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it sort of changed it for a while, but I'm glad they're. I'm, I'm, I'd be happy if they do, like every year, one or every other year, like one that's more the RPG one and one that's more the old school version. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, keep it mix it up. up. Yeah, that way you don't it doesn't get stagnant and boring. Yeah. Like other games in those type of series, but all right, not going there. Uh, let's talk about Walk with Titans. How did you discover these guys? Um, so one of the members of the band, um, I'm, I want to say Luis. I'm, I might be getting the name wrong. I'm sorry, but uh, emailed me when I had wrote that thing about a month ago about uh, you know um, complaining about these kind of just the the rise of dumb power metal. Yeah, and he wrote and said, you know, I, I you know. I, Really liked reading your, your what you wrote, and um, we're a band that's doing. We just put out a record, and we're we're doing like very, you know, serious focused power metal. And he he mentioned like Ed Guy and um, Stradivarius as influences. And I was like, oh, cool. So, and, and I, it took me a while to get to that email. So I went and checked that album out like right after that, and put on my playlist and was listening to it and I was like, holy crap, I really like this freaking album. Yeah. And the more and more I listened to it, I was like, I, and I went and checked and see if, you know, people were talking about this and it's really just gone over everyone's, under everyone's radar. So I want to put this out there. I hadn't heard about it before tonight either. It's a, it came out earlier this year, I think in May. And it's seriously like one of the strongest power metal albums I've heard this year. I would not have heard about it at all. Cause like no one on the Reddit's talking about it. Um, no one I know who's deep in the power metal circles has talked about it. So if he didn't reach out to me and and email mm-hmm. me and let me know, I would not have heard this. So I'm so glad he did because everything happens for a fucking reason. It's right? It's such a good record, and I'm gonna, I want to try to yeah, very Stradivarius. Like we talked about when we were listening to it, it's like very 2004 power metal. We you know there's when I listen to it, yeah, it's very early you know 2000s power metal. There are moments where I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of like. It reminds me of like, yeah, Stradivarius mixed with like little Ed Guy bits here and yeah. It, but the whole thing combines into one cohesive thing. I like the fact that they're using like Greek mythology sort yes, of as I a construct too. for the album, like lyrically, and it's it's a really just a quality power metal album, which are in freaking short supply these days. So yeah, I don't. I great just job. Don't, the the name doesn't really suit them well. Walk with Titans. Yeah, it, you know. It, it sounds more like an album title. Yeah, name. yeah, right. So that's maybe. Uh, yeah, I could I could see that. But yeah, I'm definitely going to dig into this further. I liked what I heard. Yeah, um, it's it's good stuff. Uh, and before that, we had Dark the Suns, both bands featuring a lot of piano. Uh, Dark the Suns features a lot of piano um, element in the background of their their song. Very gothic in that way, which I really like. 
Yeah, I no, I I really liked that song. I'm, I I just added the album to my playlist, and that's something about like tomorrow. You know, uh, in here in Houston, it's been like 100 degrees yep. for months, and only recently has it really chilled out. And tomorrow, we're gonna get our first oh. like 50 degree low, 70 degree oh, high that's day. Gonna be amazing first real day of fall. And it's going to be great. And uh, this is the perfect soundtrack for yeah. a day like that. So that's what I'm going to be listening to tomorrow. I, I want those suns to be dark. Yeah. Just darken those suns for me. That's, I mean, I've liked this band before, but this new album has just really grabbed me. It's really, really good. Good. Um, the next band we're going to play is uh, a band that's been announced for Prague Power. So I want to take a few minutes and talk about the Prague Power 2024 lineup. Um, which might be my very first prog power ever. We are discussing that right now. Yeah. Um, Justin and Chris have sort of convinced me to go uh, from the metal exchange. Uh, I think my wife wants to go. It's uh, next year is a very the big year for my for my age. <laughs> so it's like right before my fiftieth birthday. Right. So why not? It could be cool to go for a few days. You know. Uh, let's talk about this lineup, right? So with prog power, there's four days, right? There's day one, which in day one and day two are always separate ticketed events. And then day three and day four are together. Day three and day four are $280 total. Uh, only 900 tickets are going to be available. Day two are $140 for the tickets. And day one is 135 So if you want to go to all four days, that's you're looking at about, what, 600 Yeah, something like that. So expensive. It's not yeah. a cheap thing. So let's let's just talk about the bands playing so far. Not all the bands from day one have been announced. So day one, one of the bands that you talked about on your uh, in your article, Victorious, is playing. Oh boy, uh, Circus <laughs> Maximus, and then Angra is headlining that day. Day two is that band No Spun that we're about to play. Norse Tale, Scar Symmetry. Twilight Force, Leprous, and then Dark Tranquility headlining that day. It'd be cool to see Twilight Force. I I want to see Scar Symmetry. I want to see North Tail's good too. Yeah, I, I Bill Dark, Hudson, Dark Tranquility. I've seen. Um, you know, it's a cool, cool headliner though. You know. Yeah. I would have rather seen. I don't know. I don't know who I'd rather seen there. But uh, but okay. So day three and four. Um, day three, you have Striker. Fifth Angel, if you haven't, that Fifth Angel album's really fucking good. They've been around for a long time, but it's super heavy and super catchy. Uh, Elegy, Soin, Love Bites, that uh, all all girl Japanese band. Yeah, and then Amorphous is headlining that night. Love Bites of all the bands that I mean, I know we haven't announced all of them, but like, yep. that really feels like a like a, an exclusive in the way that yes. exclusives used to be for. For Prague Power and Amorphous doing a headlining stint, hopefully they'll pull some rare shit out. You know, bring some special guests. That'd be cool. Uh, and then day four, you have Frozen Crown, which I fucking love. Me a Frozen Crown, one of my <laughs> favorite drinks. Uh, there's been so many Frozen bands this year. It's it's, it's unbelievable. Um, Disillusion, who put out one of my favorite fucking albums last year, Elaine, who I saw earlier this year, was Moonspell, and they were great. Uh, Damien Wilson, who uh, apparently he's going to be doing uh, a career retrospective on this tour. Mm-hmm. He's doing it in Europe, too. But So it means he'll be doing stuff from Headspace. He'll be doing stuff from Threshold. He'll be doing stuff from Arion, which fucking excites the hell out of me. You know what I mean? Uh, and then Pagan's Mind and the headliner, the Whoop 
the 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 full whoop headliner is Winger doing pull in his entirety. Yeah, I I have not listened to that. I'm, I did. I went back and listened to it because like I listened to the Metal Exchange episode and then I listened yeah. to the album. And it's uh, more progressive than I thought it would be. Well, so I I mean I heard the album like way way back yeah. in the nineties, but like I haven't listened to that Metal Exchange episode yet. I'm gonna I want to listen to that album again then listen to the episode. Yeah, because it is a strange choice to have as a band there, but. To the you know I I do remember when they put out their that last album like yeah. Winger was like 2011 or whatever that was a very prog metal album yeah I and, think they they got lumped in for those early you know 17 and was that living on a some heartbreak song or whatever for a heartbreak yeah you know they got they got miles away <laughs> I I think a lot of that was that's not really what they wanted to do it's sort of what they got forced to do. Type of deal. They was, really, that was the time. It was the time. I mean, it was the era of that stuff. I grant. I'm sure it's that song seventeen now. I mean, it, it's a great so- song as far as a hook goes. But it's fucking cringy. But it's it's yeah. The lyrics are like, w- put it this way: when that song came out, no one in America batted an eyelash. Right. It was now, a freaking hit. Now, so, no. Now times have changed, and everyone looks bad on it. But it's like, man, you know, product of its time. All yeah. right, just leave it alone. She, I mean, he could have. She's only eighteen; doesn't have the right ring to it. He, he. I, I, I've read so many interviews with him where he's like, he's like, I was just trying to write a song. It was like, a, you know, trying to do like a riff off of a Kingdom Come thing. Right. He mentions like, you know, the Kiss song, like the where they reference like Sweet Sixteen or yep. whatever. Yep, yep, yep. And like the Beatles thing, Paul McCartney talking about Seventeen or whatever. Yeah. She was just seventeen. I saw her standing there. Everyone just give Kip Winger a break, all right? Fucking Beavis and Butthead, those two fucking idiots. Like they're clowning on him. Dumbass Lars Ulrich is throwing darts at him. Like, oh the, yeah. Like uh, Kip Winger never deserved all that kind of. Crap. I think Beavis and Butthead had a lot to do with like the the ridicule of that band. Yeah, and the thing is, like, because if you're you're a nerd, you you listen to Winger. Like it's like I remember. I remember very viscerally my friend watched Beavis and Butthead. I didn't have MTV back then, but I watched it. He he would and he was like he recorded some of it and I remember sitting there at his house watching it and watching how they would always make fun of that dude who would wear the winger shirt or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember just thinking like like silently to myself, I'm like, Miles Away is a pretty awesome song. I don't know about this. Like I I could, I like Metallica and I like some winger songs, so screw <laughs> you right? guys. Um I wanna talk about this no spun band who are um playing the show. I didn't really know anything about them when they when they were announced. I know um, Justin over at Metal Exchange really likes them too, and I've put these guys on my um, listen list recently, and I've I've spun this album a few times now, and uh, I really fucking like it. The first song is a little weird about their house and stuff like that. It sort of took me out, but. There's so many, they're one of the most interesting prog bands that I've heard in a long time. And I was listening to, and I couldn't pinpoint who it reminded me of. There's elements that remind me of Haken. There's elements that remind me of Between the Barry and Me with like some weird uh, signatures that they do. But uh, if you listen to Toe Hider, it reminds me of Toe Hider so much. Uh, the vocal style, the the songwriting, everything about them. Uh, really fucking great album. I I know Justin has made the comment that it's probably his album of the year so far. I'm not going to go that far. 
Um, but I really enjoy it. I, there's been some good prog this this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I. I gave it a shot that album and it's it went right over my head so but, it might not be for me. Yeah, but, it might not be for you cuz yeah. like you don't like you're not a big prog fan like I am. Yeah. Uh I know there's like weird time signatures and changes and all that kind of stuff which I like that stuff a lot. Um it keeps me interested in it. Um and I could see you not being a fan but you don't have to be a fan of everything, you know? Yeah. That's okay. Um but I want to this song is an earworm. The song is called Earworm. Um, they it's from the pro, the properly titled album Opus. This is the band Nospun, Nospun. I don't know how to pronounce you guys, but I know there's a little umlaut over the u, so maybe it's Nospun. <laughs> yeah. Nospun? I don't know. Uh, anyways, here's the band. Check it out. Uh, we'll be right back. Thank you. 
know that voice. That's uh, Ronnie Romero. Um, I've never heard of him. Does he have any? Is any in the other bands? Yeah, he sings in a few bands. Really? Like yeah. what? He's uh, well. First of all, he's uh, the new, I guess, current singer for Rainbow. Right. Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, uh, who came back in 2016. Rainbow's Rising. Um, I've heard of a live album with him on it. It sounds really good. You heard him earlier this year with uh, Elegant Weapons, and you that band he has with Richie Faulkner yep. from Priest. And Scott Travis, too, Scott right? Scott Travis. Um, who else was in that? Wasn't uh, Rex from... No, he left. He left before that album came out. Um, Rex Brown? From, from uh, yeah, Pantera. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Rex was originally in it. Originally, yeah. Um, but Ronnie's... Yeah, he, this is his solo album. Uh, too Many Lies, Too Many Masters. He's also in Lord the Black and The Ferryman. The Ferryman that's albums right. are great, too. Yeah. Just all over the place. All great, over the place. Great singer. Um Kind of reminds me of like Dougie White in the '90s, just all over the place, you know. Yeah, another, another ex-Rainbow vocalist, actually. Right? Um, anyway, so uh, Ronnie Romero, this album just kind of dropped uh, out of nowhere. I didn't realize that he was doing a solo album. In fact, we were just playing this covers album, and I didn't realize that happened earlier this year yeah. too. Which uh, raised was- on, yeah, the cover of the album. He did two in the past couple of years. Um, uh, raised on heavy radio, and then raised on radio. So yeah. yeah, I mean, interesting tracks on there. I mean, like it's a cool concept for for him. A master plan cover that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I, w- I want to hear that Yingve cover. That's pretty cool. But uh, this this I was listening to this album. Uh, I started listening to it earlier this week, and damn, it is like I kind of like it way more than the Elegant Weapons album. I, I um, like that Elegant Weapons album too, and, and, and I did like that one. But I, I something more satisfying about this one. It just like. I don't know who's writing the songs for him. I have to go and dig deeper into that. Yeah. I don't know if it's him or if he's got someone else doing it for him. But uh, this song, Not Just a Nightmare, is one of the, like, it was like, my favorite song on the record. And it's just got this classic, you know, this ripping hook to it. And I just, I love the energy going on in it. And there's other songs in the album that are um, really good too. Some Some funny lyrical concepts in there. Not like intentionally funny, but I think, um, they're sort of tongue in cheek in a way. I, I I don't know. I just I like it. It's just classic heavy metal, classic hard rock. I I love the guy's voice and don't have to think too hard about it when you listen to a record like this. And just you know, we were listening to something. One of his old. He was also in Michael the Michael Schenker Fest band that came out. Yeah, we were listening to some of the older stuff that he did, like the front of the earlier Lords of Black stuff, and you could definitely hear his accent more. I think it's Chilean. Yeah. Um. Even when it, it, during his singing, you could hear his vocals in his vocals, but not so much anymore. It's very he's definitely up. yeah. His voice has gotten more like yeah. He, I think he just he just probably just speaks English a lot better than he did sure. when he started. I get yeah. it. His accent has changed. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. I get it. Hanging out with a bunch of Brits, you know, right? Yeah, <laughs> with Rainbow. Uh, yeah, that's a. I'm gonna have to listen to that album in its entirety. I've only heard a couple tracks. I like it. It's it's good. Yeah. Before that was uh, No Spun, uh, Earworm from the album called Opus. Now, what did you think of that now hearing it again? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't as abrasive this time, I guess, but uh, <laughs> so which makes me think like maybe I just wasn't in the mood for it sure. when I heard it. So I'll have to go back and give it a shot. If I, I always take whenever someone says like, oh, this might be my album of the year, and, I, and this is a person I really respect, and that is Justin from the Metal Exchange. I always take that really seriously, and I always want to approach that album and go, okay, like, what are they hearing that I'm not hearing that 
or you know what is this about you know if it's a band i haven't heard of like this so um yeah i'll give it another shot definitely very cool i mean i'm interested to uh to hear what you think about it after giving it another chance yeah um what else did we have some other topics but uh uh, did we mention we're going to be on the Metal Exchange next week? We did, huh? That's right, yeah. Um, I, I do want to take a moment. Um, I, I mentioned earlier my birthday is coming up, and um, just a couple days ago was the birthday of my, my best friend who passed away in 2000, or not 2000, yeah. We had been, been best friends since like, like third grade. He was very involved with the early mainstream resistance. He did the um, the the... Uh, like a t-shirt design, uh, a bunch of different stuff, um, stuff for the website, stuff for the magazine. He was very involved in some of the early graphical stuff, the artwork. He was a phenomenal artist, um, but lost his life. Uh, not after soon after I started dating my wife, she knew him for a little bit, but, um, I I wanted to take a, a little moment and pay a little tribute to him. Uh, with uh, these next two songs. One is from Dead Horse, who we both loved that band so much when we were younger. Um, and surprisingly, unsurprisingly, this album, Horsecore, an unrelated story that's time-consuming, just celebrated its 35th anniversary. Wow. I feel fucking old, man. Um, this, uh, you know, this album was, like, very big for us back in my early... Um, early metal days and uh getting into like heavier shit i think this is like that breakthrough band for me um and then i want to play something that i I always made fun of him for loving this band so much but he was such a huge venom fan right just a fanboy of venom (laughs) yeah um so i wanted to play something from one of his favorite albums welcome to hell i wanted to go ahead and play the title track to that album one of the original, everybody calls them the original black metal band. I don't, I don't really see that. Just because they had an album called Black Metal, um, but very raw, very early fucking metal. But it's always fucking good. Venom are one of the originators of the genre, and um, I'm, I, I made fun of them for liking them so much. But you know that was something we just, you know. I, he made fun of bands that I love too. So, <laughs> right. Um, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to take his moment and uh, give tribute to my best friends. His name was Scott Gager, um, and uh, yeah, just I, I think these two songs will will do him justice. So let's get into a, uh, a segment here: Dead Horse, Scottish Hell, and Subhumanity, and uh, Venom. Welcome to Hell, and we'll be right back. I don't
brings back memories. I haven't heard Welcome to Hell in ages. Welcome to Hell, my friend. <laughs> uh, it actually sounds a lot better than I remember it. I mean, that's one of the great, that's one of the, the classic tracks from that band, you know? Yeah. Um, like we played, we played Venom just now and then Dead Horse in celebration of their 35th anniversary of that album, plus in tribute to my best friend who was sort of the here at the beginning of all of this mainstream resistance nonsense. So um, it felt right to play something around his birthday for him. Yeah. Um, 23 years later. Got to remember old metalheads. That's right. Fallen metalheads, man. Uh, Yeah. His favorite song was Countess Bastery, which is weird. Um, I was doing this. I know I mentioned here on the, on on the show before on my quest, um, this app called Supernatural. You can work out to it. It was like, sort of like you move around and, hit the targets and stuff, but there was a workout that had black metal in it. Venom black metal. <laughs> it was so weird to yeah. like work out to that song. Right. It's very different. Um but yeah, Venom, you know, I seen them uh you know, they're still touring, still doing stuff. So yeah, I mean more power to them. Isn't that Venom Inc. now? Yep. Yeah. There's uh well there's two different versions. Right. Yeah, of course. Like what did we read earlier? Uh, Bobby Blitzer's Rat Attack. Rat Attack. And then uh, Luke with Luca Torelli's Strato. Oh. Wait, you mean Luca Torelli's Rhapsody? Ra- no, 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 not Luca Torelli. Uh, what's his Timo, name? Timo Tolki. Timo Tolki's Strato, That's right. yeah. I think Strato was actually one of the villains from He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oh, well, that explains. Stratos, that was his name, yeah. Yeah, Stratos. Stop Stop doing that. <laughs> what are you doing? We don't need four bands of the same band. All right. Now I'm going to get off my high horse and my <laughs> my thing. Um, did you have any uh, other topics you want to discuss here? Um, you know what? I, I actually just came to mind because we were playing like Venom. I was thinking yep. about how I stumbled upon this band called Saraya. Um, yeah, I remember them. <clears throat> okay, so I What's had the Y? No- Saraya? I had no idea who these guys were. It just kind of it filtered onto a playlist when I was listening to Spotify. Sure. And I was like, whoa, what is this song? And it's, I was listening to this song called Running Out of Time, and I looked up the album, and I was like, this is a pretty good album. It's like old hard rock. Yeah. And apparently the lead singer, she was married to Brian Weed of Tesla for a while. Oh, okay. And I didn't know that. they only did one album, and they broke up. And I'm like, well, this is a freaking great album. And it's just I remember like, them. It just made me think of like all these lost gems that you haven't heard of from back in the day that are waiting to be discovered. So that brings me to a topic. I, I know I, I um, we haven't really discussed it too much, but uh, since it's 2023, um, 1993 was a very pinnacle year of me for metal. It was the year I graduated high school. Um, a lot of different albums came into my life that year. So... On the next episode, I want to do a retrospective on the year 1993. Cool. Yeah. Um, which is very interesting because the very first Paralyzed Lost album, Icon, came out that year. And they just announced this week, as I was working on planning this episode, that they've re-recorded it and are re-releasing it this year. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, the 30th anniversary is a re-recording of that album. I think that'd be cool. I, yeah. They've they've released uh, two tracks so far from it. Um, I, I can't. One of them I listened to today. Um, Widow, the the song Widow just came out today. 
Are they staying faithful to the original or are they? Yeah, real? no, yeah. It's yeah. just as modern, okay. just modern sounding. Yeah. Um, cause I'll be honest, that's, there's some good tracks on that album, but, uh, wasn't his best vocal delivery. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that much. Yeah. Um, he was still, he was still getting into it. You know that's what right, I mean? Yeah. There's been some questionable, I, he's one of my favorite vocalists of all time, uh, Nick Holmes, but there's been some questionable, weird, uh, delivery from that dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that'll be fun. Uh, how old were you in 1993? What were you doing? Um, so I, the thing I associate the most with that, um, what was like 93. So I guess I would have been entering into, I don't know, middle school. No, I can't remember elementary school, middle school. I, I the thing I associate most about 93 was like, listening to a lot of Megadeth and Iron Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Typo negative and all that kind of no, stuff. No, I think that probably would have come a little bit a little later. later. Yeah, because I mean, that, this was around the time. I knew I, I had known about suicidal tendencies by this point. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, Metallica How much, and how much younger Church. are you than me? I always forget. Um, well, I graduated high school in 2000. Okay. So. Yeah, so seven um, years my junior. Difference, yeah. Yeah. So. But, um, so you're in your early 40s now. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, that whole John, that whole high school period for me, I was super into fucking metal, like 89 to 93. Um, ni- that's why there's so many great albums in, in 93 for me. Deaths and uh, one of my favorite Anthrax albums of all time, Sound of White Noise, was that year. Yeah. Um, so many good tracks on that album. <clears throat> um there's so much good stuff. So I think it'll be a fun episode because I think we should do going forward. We'll just do an episode for every year. The next year we'll do 94. We'll do 95. Just, just have a rewind episode like that. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, it's so, it's hard to think about that in that context because I'll I'll say, because when I was, when I was in that year, I think what I was doing was catching up on all the stuff that I had, that had come before, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I get that. It's like it's like you were just like, oh, you were so happy just to get this album, like this Megadeth album. You weren't really thinking about in the present of like what's coming out this year, you know? Yeah, and and I was in the thick of it, you know what I mean? <clears throat> right. That was like very, my oh, you know, a little bit late after I really started discovering my own taste, you know, because like late eighties, uh, listening to Sweet Nightmares, stuff like that. Um, hearing heavier shit sort of blew my mind, but yeah, some of those albums that year, um, we're definitely going to have to focus on, I mean, example, you know, Covenant from Morbid Angel, fucking Heartwork from Carcass, Focus from Cynic, Typo Negative, Paradise Lost, Icon, uh, In Tune, Wolverine Blues, Edge of Sworn, Sabbath, so much good stuff in that year, so it'll be fun. And maybe the stuff that I'm going to pick that you've never heard before. Yeah, probably. So it'll be exciting. Um, let's get to the next band. Uh, I probably didn't, like, I, I think I'm using the term correctly, an audible. Um, I want to play this band called The Crawling, right? Um, this is the band that I discovered. They're a, a, a British, I think they're British, um, a death doom band. Uh, no, Irish. They're from Ireland. Um I don't know how this band came into my radar, but it might have been like one of the Spotify list 
playlist, but this new album, All of This for Nothing, just came out in August, right? And the song I'm going to play first is the first track on the album. It's called March of the Worm. Uh, it's slow, fucking death, doomy, but it starts off with this um, snare beat that reminds me of like Am I Evil in some weird way. I really fucking love this album. It's it's the first half is better than I think the second half, but that's okay. Um, I. I, I really dig these guys. They're called The Crawling. The album is called All of This for Nothing. So let's just get right into it. I know you have not heard this before, Sean. Mm, yeah. So uh, let's listen to it, and we'll be right back.
All right, that was uh, definitely some uh, sorcery going along in the moonlight. I love that band. That's a great band. I have, I've, I know people have been talking about them recently. It is the first time I've actually really heard them. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and uh, put that album on my listen list. I like the beginning of it. It's like it's like a weird electronic element that almost started, and then it didn't. What I yeah, they have weird uh, blend of effects in here, but really the thing that just. Yeah. You know that the melody that just erupts in this song, sort of like you know, like it's it's it really it, it sounds like corny, but it sounds it's almost like the visual equivalent of like when you see a lightning erupt, you know, through crackle through the sky and stuff. It's like hmm. it hits like that, where it's like you get this this fierce kind of you know immortal esque black metal thing, and then this yeah. wild blast of melody that's so. Uh, power metal adjacent, you know, and and the thing is, like, this album is just streaked with that. That's just their sound, like this these solos that are neoclassical in nature, and they're they're so vibrant and so they have such a sharp contrast against the yep. the rest of the music. Um, it's it's the kind of symphonic black metal that I hear this band like go like, yeah, I kind of like, I feel like this band fills that void that some of those early symphonic metal bands had um had you know they no longer around no longer doing it and they never were this melodic so i really am uh, there's something about this band that i love so much they're the i think it's some of the best black metal i've heard in the past like half decade wow so that's a pretty strong words there yeah because like every you know in the past few years i've heard like black metal stuff that i'm like oh yeah this is maybe the best black metal album i've heard this year yeah. and then i never really go back and listen to it but this band like man i'm really into it nice so i don't know i i, I think this is like for me this feels monumental I'll have, to, I'll have to check out the full album i have not yet um i know a lot of there's been a lot of people talking about it so the buzz on the internet the buzz is justified what the fuck is the internet yeah um yeah uh so before that we had the crawling what did you think of that that was cool yeah i mean you're you're definitely right it had a very um it did sound very you know like the vocalist did kind of remind me of a little bit of nick holmes a little bit. yeah it was like a heavier paradise lost yeah. but more doomier in that i really liked that um the snare pattern and they brought it back into the, in the song. It's very, very reminiscent of like, am I evil old school, like songwriting style. Yeah. But, uh, but a modern version of like death doom. I really like that band. Uh, it's a really good album. Yeah. No, I've, I've been, to check it I've out. been death dooming it up this year, of course, like every year. Right. Cause the last band we're going to play is, just some fucking slow ass funeral doom, but really fucking good. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, we'll get we'll into that into a second, but uh, uh, I guess before we wrap up this episode, uh, any other topics you wanted to bring up before we let people know where to find us and all that good stuff? Uh, I mean, that that was everything from my end. I haven't really kept up with anything that's been happening metal news wise, except uh, the big thing that we haven't talked about, which is the new Bruce Dickinson. Oh yeah, solo solo album. album. Which, uh, if you've listened to this podcast over the years, you've heard me at intermittent points chirp like, <laughs> yeah. "When's the new Bruce Dickinson album yep. coming out?" Because I heard new, I heard freaking Roy Z mentioned it like in 2013 that he was working with Bruce in the studio. Well, finally, we get the announcement, and um, 
I'm so I, I can't even begin to describe how excited I am for this. And it's it's not coming out until next year, which is fine. I need time to prepare. But not just a new <laughs> album, but there's tour dates already being announced. Yeah, I mean, and so maybe he's going to do a fucking solo tour here. I'm ho- I am I am hoping for a yeah a solo tour. Maybe God. it'll be easier than uh, from that documentary. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. From that skunk works. What are the, was that called? Where, uh, where are they tour at? Oh, Sarajevo. Oh, Sarajevo. That's where they were. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I know they've announced some dates uh, next April in uh, South America, Mexico, and all that kind of stuff. So, and, and, and even if he doesn't end up doing an American tour, I'll still just be grateful for the album because yeah. I have, I mean, I, I'm going to write about it on the Metal Pigeon. I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to say, but I've had this you know, will to write about Bruce Dickinson's solo career retrospective for a while, but I always wanted to save it for whenever the new album would come out and it just never came. So I just never did it. And I, his solo career is my favorite solo career in metal. Those records mean so much to me. And just the fact that we're getting another one, I'm so, I can't even begin to describe how excited I am for it. I, I definitely hear you. Yeah. We got to see him uh, what last year, right? That's doing so cool. Word, yeah, yeah. It was very cool. Um, I'm looking forward to that too. Uh, hopefully, you know, there's some really fucking great uh, Bruce Dickinson solo albums. Yeah, and uh, hopefully this will be you know worth the wait. Let's say that. Oh yeah. Um. All right. Well, I guess on that note, uh, I let's wrap up this episode. Thank you guys for hanging out with us and uh, checking out some of this new metal that we brought to your attention. Of course, you can find us on all over the internet at uh, MSRCast on all the socials, um, MSRCast.com or MetalGeeks.net. Uh, we're on all kinds of places where you can download your podcasts like Spotify and Apple Music and maybe not Google Music much longer because that's going away uh they're converting that into youtube music or whatever they're doing more uh but any place where you download your podcast just search for msr cast or metal geeks if you're on facebook come check us out at the metal geek society uh facebook group where we talk about all kinds of you know interactive things i we did a last month we did uh one a day we did like um like we picked a, a letter and you had to name your favorite bands was that letter that started with that letter, which was a lot of fun. We'll do more things like that. A lot of interactivity going on there. A lot of geeky stuff as well. So if you're on Facebook, come check us out there. And uh, if you want any kind of topics or any kind of, uh, you want your band played, anything like that, uh, reach out to us at msrcast at gmail.com or reach out to us on the socials. And what about you, sir? Uh, the metal at the metal pigeon Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the metal pigeon.com. Um, I just put up a uh, it's I sort of re released something that I had done at the end of 2021 that no one ever looked at because I was stupid and released it like six days before Christmas. So it was um, my metal pigeon essential series, and the first the first edition of that was on power metal. So I had my, my top 10 power metal albums for me my top 10 power metal albums. Uh, I just published, republished that basically because no one saw it the first time. Like literally no one saw it. And I was bummed about that. So I wanted in the wake of getting all this attention for the power metal thing I wrote a month ago, <laughs> I republished it in the way, you know, I was like, all right, you know, cause people were looking at the site and I want to, so yeah, it's it got a good reaction. I put it up like a week ago and um, 
Yeah, I got some other stuff think I'm thinking about for the blog. I've enjoyed this year of just not reviewing albums. It's been kind yeah. of liberating for me. It's it's actually like made me more interested in like doing different things for the metal pigeon. So why don't uh, like like I, I think you should do like more career retros- retrospectives. Yeah, just like I would like to do that on the show as well. I yeah. know um, some of the YouTubers that I watch, like uh, Forge Masters, things like that. They have they use that. Um, um, there's like a, a website you can use where you can sort of like rate and and do stuff. I think we should do that for an episode. Uh, it's not going to be live on YouTube or anything like that, but we could pick a band and then rate their entire discography. I think that'd be fun. That'd be cool. Uh, Let us know. What band should we start with? I mean, should we start with, like, the Metal Pigeon's favorite band, Serion? Should we start with one of my favorite bands, like Anthrax or something like that? I'd be interested to see my favorite Anthrax albums compared to your favorite Anthrax albums, and vice versa, you know? Right. So I think we should do that. That, that That should be a lot of fun. Because all we've been doing recently is like just jamming new music. We should definitely do some more yeah. uh, special episodes, I think. More more than any other year this year, I, I, the, the value of listening to going back and listening to older music has, has really been revealed to me of like, yeah, this is important to do that, you know? Yeah. Maybe we'll put a, we'll put a, uh, maybe a poll somewhere, maybe on Twitter or on, a, on the Metal Geeks Facebook group. Yeah. Of what album we should, or what band discography we should do. But speaking of new music, (laughs) one of the, uh, this came out earlier in the year, uh, fucking phenomenal, slow ass funeral doom band uh, called Sorrowful Land. Um, (laughs) I mentioned it's on the, on Metal Geeks last night. We we got into the joke about it being the worst fucking land at Disneyland. It has the the worst ride ever, Sorrowful (laughs) Land. Um, that's where the Eeyore ride is going to be, of course, right? Yeah. Um, but Black Lion Records put this out with one of my favorite, uh, you know, small time labels. Uh, but the album is called Faded Anchors of the Past. If uh, you like slow, doomy, funeral doom style music, I think you will dig these guys. They're really fucking good. Uh, the song we're going to play is called As Long As We Breeze. Is there anything else before we get into it? Uh, just, uh, you know. Keep it metal. It's a if, good good point. If you can, just keep it metal. Keep it doomy. Keep it sorrowful. Keep it landy. <laughs> and uh, keep it Bruce Dickinson solo album. Keep it Brucey, yeah. Yeah, keep it Brucey. All right, see you guys next time.
Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.